Welcome back to another episode of the Big Freedom Show. I'm one of your hosts here, Charlie Thompson. With me, as always, is the king himself, John King, and your favorite lispy libertarian, Nate Thurston. We have a freedom-packed episode for you guys today. <laughs> we can't. We're so excited that you're here. We're going to get into some uh, some hometown corporate welfare. I think I don't this, even know what to say after the freedom-packed episode in today's episode. Yeah, I just said dices. I wanted to say thanks, by the way, to Charlie, real quick, because uh, I went. I saw my brother uh, yesterday, and he had been listening to a lot of the episodes. And he, first off, said he liked him, and the second off said that he, I don't think he wants to call me Nate anymore. He thinks he's supposed to call me the Lispy Libertarian. Well, yeah, that's what you are. So, that's, uh, I want to say thanks for that. Yeah. Does man. your wife call you Lispy as well? No, no, but oh. she gets the idea. Look at that. <laughs> wife. I'm super married now. Yeah. Real married. Although I haven't had a wedding ring on here in the last uh, couple weeks because... Of all of the breakouts I've had on my hands. Well, that's so, poison ivy breakouts. Yeah. Let's clarify. Yeah. That's from John's John's property that yeah. he's trying to it's build. Not, not an anthrax breakout. But. Man, <laughs> man, it's been a couple weeks since we were here yet again. Yeah. You know, life just strikes with its business. You guys ever been busy? Everyone listening? You've been busy before and just... If, if they actually don't care. It, you need to go yeah. get a job. I'll be honest. Yeah. They, they really don't care. They just want to hear the episode they want to hear about liberty and freedom they don't really care how busy we are they just want us to get it done but that's what we're doing tonight i think the most important way for us to get it done is you to try to tell a story and we'll just keep interrupting you the (laughs) entire way that's happened on a few episodes (laughs) just go back and listen to them so what do you want to talk about today charlie well i mentioned at the beginning here we're actually going to get into some uh, corporate welfare the hometown edition or corporate welfare hits home well, so just the headline, HCA was given a million dollars by Nashville to buy office furniture, right? Well, okay, so let's start and for those that don't There's know. your headline. I want to yeah. get someone upset right now. Well, Why would I keep on. listening? I've got to go get a step upset. further. Yeah. You know, I saw on this uh, scandalous news report where, you know, I think it was like Farrier Files or something like that locally here, that they bought a $6,000 conference room table. That's not that bad for a conference room table. Honestly. I mean, I also heard Metro spent a hundred thousand dollars on a conference room table and then yeah. put it in Goodwill. But anyway, the conference room table I put in my house was eight thousand. So I think the HCA must have a really good deal, you know. So good for them. But anyway, so taxpayers well, should not be paying for a conference room table that's eight thousand bucks, right, Charlie? Let's back this up a little bit. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> for those that don't know what HCA is, HCA is the Hospital Corporation of America. We've talked about them before on this show, and they are the largest for-profit hospital corporation in the world, actually, I believe. Uh, They've got a few hospitals in the UK. So this company, uh, its headquarters is in Nashville. Shiny new building. (laughs) And they just built a brand new building uh, right on Charlotte Avenue in Nashville. So this is kind of a local story, but it does hit nationally because HCA has like 160 hospitals in 25 states. They've got a couple overseas also, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. yeah, in the UK. So If you get sick, you're probably going to HCA. Yeah. Good chance. Yeah, there's a, a very good chance that you're going to one of their hospitals. Or if so. Charlie's going to work, he's probably going to HCA. Yeah. yeah. 
Full disclosure. <laughs> HCA is, you know, I work for them as well as other people. Got some inside information here, guys. So this news story, I saw News Channel 5 post this. So it's a bit of a, you know, it's a local story, but I bet you it gets a little bit of national play that somehow they stumbled upon the fact that a, a, a grant... That the that Metro Nashville was given for development of underdeveloped areas, that uh, they they gave HCA a million dollars towards their new building if they would build it in a very it's kind of a rough rough part of town or at least rough, the rough ish. It was yeah. a few years ago. It was rough. Yeah, but you know, safe to say it's not maybe the the best location they could have had. It's also, you know, they're in Franklin right now, which is just amazing. I, I mean, I know everyone that works for HCA would probably just rather go to Franklin for sure. But downtown Nashville trying to develop some underdeveloped areas and they're, they're trying to, to help, you know, help their value down there. So they gave them a million bucks to buy chairs. I think a national spin on this too is, you know, we were talking about before the show started about Amazon's HQ2 and, that's been in the news lately. They're doing sort of a, a contest to see which city is going to give them the best stimulus package to move and bring 50,000 jobs and billions of dollars. So this could be in any city across America right now. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I'm, I think that we all kind of kind of like that. They, they should compete. You know, these businesses, when they come into town, they're bringing thousands of jobs with them. And especially in the case of Amazon, their new headquarters and, and is going to be massive. Stands. Absolutely. I mean, you know, free bananas in Seattle, I could I could do with a free Absolutely. banana. Absolutely. Banana stands, whatever that is, and hot dog stands or whatever else you apparently, buy at a stand. Just real quick, I won't interrupt the show, but <laughs> apparently Amazon has a thing that they started when they started being profitable they have banana stands set up all over Seattle, and they give free bananas to anyone who wants a banana. Okay. Well. I didn't know that. Yeah. Completely useless information. That's good. That doesn't well, fit my low-carb diet. Banana so, stimulus. <laughs> yeah. I would need, like, a meat stand of some kind. Man. All of you that don't live in Seattle, you heard it here first. <laughs> so yeah. what if you're coming knows. to Nashville, we want a meat stand. <laughs> so do we think it's a good idea for four cities to compete to keep these businesses here? You yes. Know? Is that, it seemed, you know, if you don't think it is, refer back to our most recent episode. I can't remember the title of it, but it was all about why we talk about business all the time. I and mean, we are always here harping on business and how it's great. And we come off as some guys that... I seem to just be invested in all these corporations because we just want them rolling on piles of money all the time. But really, it's about the fact that we want everyone to have a job. And and that's jo the jobs are good. <laughs> jobs are good. And it's the way that you actually have a real economic stimulus or real economic development is that everyone has a job. And so we're, we're not just talking about working for the particular company that's coming. Like when a company comes, they need all kinds of different services and people to support them. So you may work for Amazon, but... Yeah. And even the giant companies, I mean, they invest a lot of money in that specific area. And that's exactly what HCA did. But if, let's get back to the hype of, like, why everybody's so upset. Conference tables. The, like, <laughs> you know, you would probably say, I would say 70 to 90% of people are, like, outraged. Golden toilets. At HCA, 
which has done amazing things for the Nashville community. Herman we'll, Miller we'll chairs. That, we'll get that in a little bit. <laughs> but in the article, it talks about, it says, among the incentives, Metro provided HCA to move three of its subsidiaries into a headquarters building downtown was $1 million, $1 million for the company to buy office furniture. Now, in this article, it states that HCA was provided $66 million in, in incentives, and $65 million of that was basically tax breaks, and you had $1 million that came from a grant that was supposed to go towards a poor area and instead went to HCA to buy, to buy office furniture because HCA actually invested their money to build their building in a poor area. That's what they did. So that's why this money ended up being allocated. And the thing that most that has most people shocked, um, and I'm going to quote Mark Cunningham here from the Beacon Center, who we love. He said, but he's he's joining this movement. He said, at the same time, we have a budget shortfall in the city of Nashville. We are giving money out of our pockets for a multi-billion dollar organization to buy furniture. Now, the problem with this is, is that the... 99.8% of this incentive package is not technically out of Nashville's pockets. Only the only a small portion of the $1 million because this $1 million was a federal grant. So yes, that is technically taxpayer money, but the rest of the the rest of the $65 million is only incentives, they're only tax breaks. It's it's Metro saying to HCA, "Hey, we're not going to steal as much money as we were going to for you moving here." That's one thing that we like to make a, you know, kind of differentiate a little bit because we think there's a difference in a government cutting a business a check for something or a government giving a business a tax break. Whenever we talk about a tax break, we like to say the government is saying we will steal less money from you than we were going to. That's what a tax break is. We were going to confiscate, confiscate this percentage of your money, but if you move here, we're only going to confiscate this percentage of your money. And that's what a tax break is. Unfortunately, when you talk about corporate welfare, a lot of people like to quantify that tax break and see how much money they would have paid in taxes and then say that the government gave them this much money. Well, me deciding to steal less money from you is not the same thing as me giving you money. It was your money in the first place. So you can't possibly say that someone having less stolen from them is the same as something being given to them. That's that just can't be the case. Can't be. Right, John? I, I was talking to somebody this morning and I made this example to them. I said, you know, you have to think of it you have to think of taxes, first of all, as if you owe, let's say, 20 to 25% of taxes on your yearly paycheck, some of you it's more, but for most people, the median in income, right, is paying 20 to 25%. So you think about a quarter of your life every single year, that's three months out of the year that you are basically working for the government, which makes you a... And I, and I hate to use this term loosely, but it, it, in, in essence, it makes you a slave to the government for three months because you are forced to work for them for free, basically. And so if you think about it that way, it taxes that way, it's the same to an individual that it is a corporation. It enslaves that corporation for a certain period of time where they could have used that money for more productive things, 
but instead it's being taken from them against their will, if you yeah, will. I don't, I don't feel like we're getting a lot of value out of that either, that three months. Do you guys? No, not at all. And and to to speak to that point again, if the government came to you and said, hey, I know I normally steal three months of your life this year, but tell you what, if you come over here, which will help develop this area, I'll only steal one month of your life this year. And then a news outlet, like News Channel 5, shared by the Beacon Center, posts something like, oh, they gave them all of this money because they were going to steal three months of their life, and now they're only going to steal one month of their life. So they gave them two months. They gave them two months. No, they're still stealing one month of your life. That's not giving you anything. I think the Beacon Center is commenting more on the, quote, fairness element of it. Is that correct? I think you That's reached abs- out to them for some clarification. That's on absolutely this evening, right. Because we love the did. Beacon Center. We were usually big fans, so we didn't really get where they were coming from. They're, they're actually an, an incredible free market think tank that have done tons of good things. You guys heard us talk about them on the show. In fact, a couple episodes ago, we, we interviewed Hannah, amazing group of people that does amazing work. So I actually reached out to them for some clarification, and they mentioned that it was more, they were more joining this movement, if, if you will, um, because of big corporations or or guys with quote unquote political connections can be chosen as winners and everybody else is a loser. But because they're a big corporation with a lot of money, they end up winning and they get to make more money and more money. It's this whole fair thing that everybody talks about. And it seems that Republicans and Democrats and liberals and conservatives and libertarians and everybody jumps on the same boat of fairness. And while I get Look, I get that technically, if you look at it, it doesn't seem fair. But at the end of the day, maybe HCA has just worked harder than everybody else, and they've grown into this massive, giant company. And so they, because they can bring so much to the table, they deserve more in return. And I, mean, I, is that, I think there's, doesn't that seem there's fair? nothing wrong with cities giving incentives. We've sort of been a proponent of this for a long time. It helps everybody, and people should compete. I would put forward the idea of maybe a city putting out a general, hey, if you move here, we're going to give you a 25% tax break on this or that for 10 years, regardless of the size of your business. So, you know, that might not be a very big tax break if you are a $200,000 a year business versus HCA, which does how many hundreds of millions of dollars a year. But that would be at least a little bit more of an equal application, and I could see that as being more equitable to people. HCA being a uh, actual about ninety to a hundred billion dollars a year corporation that is that is located here in Nashville. What I that's huge. It's forty to fifty billion. Oh man, that's what they gross. Their their net profit last year was two point seven billion. Yeah. So would you guys be okay if it were a blanket incentive for all business? So if we said, look, if you bring a business here, you get a so, 20% tax reduction for 10 years. So that's what I advocate for. So what I look at this, I look at this and I say, I understand the people that say this isn't fair. But to me, to remedy this situation, it's not to look at HCA and say, hey, to make this fair, we're going to make you pay more taxes and not give you any tax breaks. That, that way, it makes it fair for everybody. No, the way I want to make it fair is let HCA keep their tax breaks and find a way to give everybody else the same tax breaks. Find a way for everybody else to pay less money, because I do, which I is do what think you're talking it, yeah, about. Yeah, I do a think blanket. it would be good if we got rid of the backroom deal element of this where – 
you know, HCA gets one deal and then a, a different company comes here and gets a different deal and it sort of depends on who knows who. And there is a little bit of that element there. And I, I do think it would be better if it were just a straight, hey, you go to Nashville, you get this. What I would say about that is that I guess I'd, maybe I'll scale be on with the, percentage. Maybe I'll be on the disagreement side of this argument. That, that I think you need to be able to demand that kind of attention. Honestly, I'm sorry. that Maybe that's just the pure free market inside of me. But this is HCA, guys. This is the biggest hospital corporation in the world that is located in Nashville, Tennessee. How scared do you think Nashville, Tennessee is of losing that someday? That $60, $70 billion that we were just talking about that comes right here, home to Nashville, for all those thousands of people that work at, a, that work at HCA, what Nashville has to keep doing is making sure that they keep these companies here. And I think there's a big difference in some random business moving downtown to the gulch in the rough part of, in the rough part of Nashville. Not that the gulch is rough, but the section that yeah, they Yeah, check are, your GPS, yeah, brother. Sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> North Gulch, where, where, they, where the they North moved gulch, to was yes. rough. It yeah. was until they moved in. Yeah. Um, I think there's a big difference in a, a random guy who says, hey, I'm, I'm going to build a building that, that's going to be take up this spot or the biggest hospital corporation in America. Uh, I'm going to be here forever, by but, the way. I'm always going to be here. You guys have to take that into account. Some random other guy coming in who's not the biggest corporation in the whole United States or the whole world in what they're doing versus a company who is. You have to take into account whether or not they want the corporation who is established, who there's no way that they're ever going to go out of business, where they're going to have a big empty building downtown someday, that where eventually the whole thing collapses because all the businesses around it are gone because the people aren't working there anymore. So who are they going to pick? Are they going to pick the the business who obviously has all their stuff together or the startup who's coming in there? But, now, obviously, I'm a fan of the startup. But, but that's but, why I think the, the flat percentage incentive, it scales so well. So HCA is going to get a huge break compared to the startup that has three employees and grosses, you know, one one thousandth of what HCA does. That's what I think is cool about that because it does reward the big and successful business with an even bigger break just without having to negotiate it. Maybe and, I and, just don't completely understand your plan is well, what I'm what, saying. Because what I have to I challenge you on, Nate, like, is it okay for the government to actually pick winners and losers? Because that's essentially what they're I think, doing. I think what he just said is, so what I'm advocating I, for... So what I'm yeah, saying is I might not completely yeah, what I'm understand advocating what you're for saying. Is that let's say that uh, HCA is getting a 50% property tax rebate for 10 years. Okay. Okay. So we give any business that comes in a 50% property tax rebate for 10 years, regardless of size. So the bigger the business, the bigger incentive they get. It just scales. Like, like we've talked about being proponents of a flat tax. Right. So the same thing just as a stimulus to, to business. Where the, HDA would get like a $50 million tax break and, and the know, startup ace. might get $5,000. What I would right. say is, and I don't want to just venture off into sounding dumb here, but isn't HCA's property tax is going to be a lot bigger because they're a bigger company. Right, right? and that's why I so, like that percentage because it's going to scale with the business. I got you. So, they'll pay now, more, but they'll actually, they'll save more too than the little guy. Yeah, I can like get behind the that. numbers that's are fine. bigger. Charlie asked me if I was okay with the government picking winners and losers. No, what I would actually be okay with is if the government stopped stealing money from everyone all the time. <laughs> right. That's, that right. would be my favorite thing. But the people... We can you know, all come together on that one. If you're locked in a prison, and that is the literally the way that my mind sees it, is that we are all locked in a prison together where someone For takes something from us. For three months of your life, us. if yes. you're locked in a prison... 
You're okay with the guy that grabs a shank. The guy. Here's the deal. <laughs> the guy that cuts open the fence and runs out. Uh, is it unfair that he made it out? Yeah, I mean, he's only been there for a month. He's supposed to stay for three. Is the most fair <laughs> is the most fair thing to do would be to rally behind the guards to pull him back into the prison. I absolutely one hundred and thousand. 13 million percent agree with you. I want to see how you're going to so, end this. Yeah. <laughs> what, I want to know all numbers and 13 so, million Google. That's all I, I would say is that someday, sometimes you see like, okay, well, Nissan, I bet you Nissan's got some pretty awesome tax breaks here in Nashville because we got Nissan Stadium, we got Nissan moving their head, uh, headquarters in the United States here in Nashville, Tennessee, Nissan. I'm pretty sure that's not an American company, but we've got a huge <laughs> Nissan building and I guarantee you they got some big tax breaks. And I'm okay with that, is, is what I'm saying. What I wish is that everyone else would get those tax breaks. But so the, you're saying the exact same thing as us. Because yes. I'm just saying, look, let's give everyone a tax break and treat everyone the same. Now, let's talk about the thing that everyone is actually upset with. The Which fact is completely that this, irrelevant. Yes. The fact that this $1 million was spent on office furniture. Yeah, if, I guarantee it because even people close to me have said, well, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with how they spent the money. But, well, you know, I'm you. fine with it. Well, that's good. But <laughs> do you guys have anything to say with how, you know, just ridiculous of a of an assertion is this, that we should be upset with them for how they spent the, the yeah, million the dollars? The only logical argument can be if you support incentives for corporations or not. What they do with the money is completely up to them. And it's hilarious because it's a total, you know, just hit job by the news channel to try to gin up some some viewers. The, the only problem I would have is if they like did something nefarious with it. Like you so know, if like, they got really uncomfortable well, back breaking off the of If shares. they took it and they were like, well, uh, let's th- let's all take this million dollars and everyone who works for ACA can uh, sp- we'll spread it out between them in stripper coupons for all the ship clubs I'm okay in Nashville. okay with that, too. <laughs> and maybe if they you know, took the one million dollars like illegal, like, put, a like comp- on the black put some competition market. out no, of business. Like, what, I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking this, but what if, like, the CEO spent this that is going to be hilarious million dollars on <laughs> like kidneys. No, like <laughs> like sex slave or whatever. Like he bought a hundred like kidneys. Sex he, paid, he paid to have his wife murdered. No, <laughs> right. right, right, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Now that. So I can understand. Does Metro write the check to a hitman for that? Yeah, I right. think they, they, How do they the, reimburse they that. The Dead wives incorporated. <laughs> no, but what the point here is that do you think that since they got this million dollars, they were like, oh, we should buy some office furniture. Oh, I forgot. We weren't going to buy office furniture until we got this million dollars, and they, now we got this. I know what they should have done. They should have taken the million dollars to pay for health insurance for their employees. That's what it is. Their, health, <laughs> their employees pay about $8 a month for their health insurance. Well, just so I'm just saying, so they can say that it goes to whatever <laughs> they want. That's the hilarious thing That's, here. It doesn't matter what it goes to. Because the money was already allocated. The money was going to be spent. This building downtown was going to have office furniture in it. And it was probably going to be pretty nice office furniture because it's a nice building downtown. And it, it doesn't matter if they took the million dollars and they said, all right, we're going to use it for hospital beds and IV lines. And then we're going to use our own million dollars for the office furniture. 
It's the same thing. They were going to do it anyway. Yeah, if, if you give someone something, if I give Charlie $1,000 and he decides to buy a truckload of Nutella and then a treatment of liposuction right after, that's stupid. But I can't be mad about it because well, it, I was giving him something. Well, it doesn't matter. Like, if you, let's say that you're about to move. You're about to move right now. And uh, you got moving expenses, and it's expensive to move. You're you're gonna have a hard time. You got to pay bills, and you got to move. And so your mom's like, "All right, well, here's five hundred dollars towards moving." And you take the five hundred dollars that she gave you, and you send it to Honda Financial Services to pay your car payment for the month. Does that mean that you did something wrong? You didn't use it for moving. You used it for something else. The point is, that was an expense that you were already going to have. It doesn't matter how that specific money got allocated. It's it was like that money's marked. It was somehow. already going to be spent. They were already going to buy office furniture. They were already going to pay for stuff for whatever's in their office building. Other than that, all they did was they took, they had Metro Nashville come up and say, hey, we want to give you an incentive. And they said, okay, well, here's our invoice for our office furniture. Go ahead and pay that off for us. And that's it. So it's kind of like Planned Parenthood. Sure. <laughs> I'm kidding. We'll let's that get out. Charlie we'll going on that. I feel like maybe, we'll uh, I feel like maybe John's had a little bit too much of this week's Whiskey, Whiskey of the week. week. I'm kidding, John. I don't think you've had too much of it at all. <laughs> two glasses, but, man. <laughs> Man, I like how we broke programming right then, Just and we went straight right into whiskey. Into yeah, I, so, tried, I tried to trip you up. I, <laughs> you threw me off with Planned Parenthood. How are we talking about Planned Parenthood? Hey, don't we're, worry. We're going to get into that episode. <laughs> Stay gonna, tuned. I'm Charlie and I are going to ambush Nate yes. on it. Gosh. But anyway, back so, to this week's whiskey of the, the week. week. All right, Ugh. good job, guys. <laughs> Second Nate, time. Nate, what do we have? Well, uh, on the way here, I was like, man, I'm way too broke to buy whiskey. Oh, there's a liquor store. <laughs> so, stopped and got some of Cooper's Mark Bourbon Whiskey. Is that an oxymoron? That seems like the way that they're... Small batch. You guys like small batch things? Well, that's what makes Depen it taste better. Depends on the batch. Depends on if it's a good small batch. I think yeah. if we made a small batch of a terrible tasting bourbon... Not doesn't mean. I mean, it's not. I mean, I be think good. larceny is a small batch. We stopped at a small amount because we messed it up so bad. Mm. No, what I will say is, I like this a lot. It tastes pretty good. It's a. Uh, it's got a pretty full to me, a full flavor, but it's not like it doesn't have the thickness and the not a lot uh, of complexity. Not like the one that we had the most recent episode, which was more like a lot, you know, mm. I don't know, just a lot more body to it. Nate's making a lot of faces and doing hand gestures. I am. <laughs> if you guys could see, right now I'm going to make every single face and hand gesture. That you, ju you guys just won't be able to see them at all. But I'm making the craziest faces and hand gestures, and you'll just never know. I'm, I'm going to say this is, it's, it's good. It tastes fine. It's not really... Bad. I, no, no. I'm gonna get here's here. I'm gonna go ahead and jump. I'm gonna jump the shark okay. with my rating here. This is a perfect five out of ten to me. Perfect five out of ten. I think it's better than f like a five. Well, let me like, tell you guys something about it first. Oh my gosh! The if you guys don't know this, uh, the lights are dimmed to about three percent right my, now. My daughter was in, in here, studio. so we're recording with pink and purple lights. This is. 
uniquely handcrafted, I hope, I hope they washed, from <laughs> specially selected barrels for a superior smooth flavor. This is charcoal filtered. Charcoal filtered. That's like Jack Daniels. That's not good. And uh, <laughs> charcoal. <laughs> extra smooth. It's 91 proof, which means it's about 45.5% alcohol, which is pretty good. Back of the bottle is not honestly that descriptive, but what I will say is that it cost $29. And for that, I'm going to give it a five. And I, I'm going to, just a little context, Charlie, I'm interrupting you here. You know, pre, I, pre interruption. Before I even say anything. I know, we do it so often. Pre interruption. There's like a ramp to interrupting Charlie. But, you know, I look at. It's I, like John knows I'm getting ready to come to the microphone and say something. Yeah, and he I'm just like, jumps I in. can't wait any longer. But, you know, if I can get Weller for 23 bucks, this is a five. Oh, Weller's 23. Yeah. Oh, man, that hurts. Wow. I mean, I, dang it. So I will say that. There's not many tasting notes on this one. No. It's just like a, it's just a bourbon. It's it a solid like bourbon. Yeah. Okay, it's, bourbon. Yeah, it's a decent sipping bourbon. This is Cooper's Mark, once again, if you didn't hear the first part. Cooper's Mark. So what's your number? $29. Now, I've never bought Weller <laughs> and experienced uh, $23. I, so where do you find Weller different. for 23 I will yeah. never tell on air. Okay. Okay. I'm pretty sure I went to the same store you like go to. 35. No, no. <laughs> 23. I've never paid more than 23. Well, for the $29, I'm going to have to give it a 7. That's Se what that was yeah. my number, 7. Okay. It's, yeah. Got to go 7. Cuz I'm thinking, you know, 70% of the time I would drink that. Yeah, listen, if you guys go to a store and you see a bourbon whiskey called Cooper's Mark that is $29, you know, it's better than Larceny and for sure. I'm going to say it's okay. Yeah. Do you like Larceny better than this, John? No, no, no. What did we rate Larceny? I thought Larceny's I'm pretty in the sure you gave, I'm pretty sure you gave Larceny a higher rating than well, five. I'm going to retroactively, I'm going to pull a Trump here. I'm going <laughs> to go back and change my stance and give Larceny a two so this can be a five. Okay. Okay. So All that's right. been this week's Whiskey, Whiskey of the Week. week. Next guys, up. Do you guys have any more HCA or are we good on HCA? No, we're good. I think okay. we got to put, put that to rest. Community well, access bed. So, I will say, of, though, wait, wait. I will man. say one thing on it. And I'm that's not. for the local people that listen to this show. I just want to say for the local Nashvillians, because I know there's a lot of people in Tennessee who listen to the show. Thank you for listening, first of all. Second of all, uh, send us some information or send us some questions on this. Do you have any questions? Do you have any. Uh, maybe potential solutions of what Metro should do, whatever, email us, info at thebigfreedomshow.com. Follow us on Twitter. Maybe get some trolling with Nate on Twitter. <laughs> I've been trying to troll some people lately. There's an important part we missed on that story, so I have to go back and say it. This is a Big this Freedom is, Rewind. Yeah, the first thing we saw, this came from News Channel 5, and I'm going to keep calling out News Channel 5 for this. And then on top of that, I'm going to call out the Beacon Center for, for sharing News Channel 5's post. But in this, in News Channel 5's news article about HCA spending $1 million on office furniture, if you read on, if you spend about 10 minutes reading, which, what are the freaking odds that someone's going to spend 10 minutes 95 reading? 95% of the people just read the headline. They read the headline. That is that all it. you needed was the headline. That's it. So if you read on in about the second to last paragraph, you see where they say, well, but it is important to note that 
HCA and the subsidiaries, they did come together to spend $10 million of their own money, $10 million, on all of the infrastructure for the area. They rebuilt the roads. They rebuilt the utilities for the area. And this whole area that they were building the building, they paid to fix all of the roads and redo all of them. Now, I don't know if you guys know much about government, but normally government takes care of the roads. And it's normally the government's job to take care of that. But HCA, coming into this new building, decided they were going to spend $10 million of their own private money to, do, to redo all of the infrastructure in the area. Now, it bothers me that there was a, a big headline about the million dollars that they ended up spending on office furniture, apparently. And then at the very end of the article... They mentioned the fact that HCA spent $10 million of its own money to redo the infrastructure in the area. So I just want to go by that. Don't just look at headlines, guys. It's important to read the entire article because the headline, all a headline is, is what they want you to think and feel Clickbait. about that. That's all it is. They, this is what they want you to think. That's it. You have to read the whole article. If, and if they're good journalists, at the very end of it, They'll put the part that completely contradicts their entire article. So you got to read all the way to the very end of it. But that's that's all I got for the HCA thing. Look, I'm no uh, mathematician or anything, but ten million minus one million. I think you know HCA is still in the whole. Yeah, I mean, million. I never, I never won a, <laughs> I never won a spelling bee. But the last time I checked, <laughs> ten million. I mean, that's a plus nine million already. Right there. All right, that's enough. That's enough about millionaires and billionaires. Next up, we're going to talk no, about... No, it's not enough about billionaires. <laughs> we're going to talk about Jeff Bezos and Amazon. <laughs> and you're probably thinking to yourself, God, these Big Freedom Show guys, that's all they do is talk about billionaires and millionaires. Big Freedom, <laughs> big business, big billions. And look, <laughs> Triple B. Exactly. It's like the big baller brand. <laughs> Can't leave that one right there. <laughs> For those of you that watch basketball and that uh, ter those terrible people that don't know how to play basketball, <laughs> anyway, he's wow. no Michael Jordan. <laughs> Guys, no Michael Jordan. Oh, we have to mention a little bit about this very interesting, insanely frustrating story we saw out of Seattle this week, which is the fact that they have gone ahead and proposed and passed that they are going to tax businesses. And this was a mainly a, a thing against Amazon, but they are going to tax businesses per employee. It's called now, a head tax. A head and, tax. And this is an example of the government picking a loser, yes. even though the government, <laughs> even though Amazon is funding the government. The government doesn't pick winners and losers; it makes losers and losers. That's all it does. Well, and this so this goes for any business that makes twenty million dollars or more. And let Amazon. Me, let me tell you something. <laughs> Starbucks. Oh, Amazon makes billions, right? But I'm talking about this is gonna this is this is affecting like 200 or 600 businesses in Seattle. Think about the guys that only make 20 to 30 million dollars. Their profit margin, well, is only two to three imagine million a bucks. Imagine a home builder in Seattle where the average house is over a million dollars. That's not even a big business. That's the terrible part about this is that the tax goes to people who gross more than $20 million a year. I don't know if a lot of you guys out there own businesses, but it's possible to gross $20 million a year and lose 
on top of that. Just because you grossed $20 million does not mean that you made any money whatsoever. So keep that in your mind. You can still be a non-profitable business. You can still be losing money engrossing $20 million. So that's my first part. They should have put it on a net margin instead of a gross. Well, because if, if they, Seattle has their way, everyone's going to be losing money. If Seattle has their way, the entire city of Seattle is just going to go ahead and break off and float into the ocean. And but we'll explain how that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. We have specific projections on how that's going to happen here at the Big We're, Freedom Show. You know, Al Gore said that, you know, Seattle will be <laughs> underwater because of global warming. Well... They're he was, close. He was wrong. They're they'll, getting close. Head they'll be vacated because nobody. There will be no jobs there, so now, nobody's going to live Lisby, there. Lisby, we hear you've had a libertarian dream. I have of what you would love <laughs> to see happen in Seattle. The, the the flutes are playing. There's a harp. It's, it's the most it's beautiful moving. dream in the world, and this is what I want to see. I want to see all these people in Seattle, all these people who are upset with Amazon for being. There in their in their city, and for having thousands and tens of thousands of employees, and for bringing billions of dollars through the city of Seattle, and bananas, and bananas, billions of bananas as well. This is what I want to see. I want to see Amazon and Jeff Bezos just throw up a big old specific finger on your hand to the city of Seattle. Fly the bird and say. Well, this is what you get. You're upset with us for hiring all these people in town and for bringing all this money through. We're just going to move somewhere else. Maybe we'll move to Nashville. I hear they're giving out office furniture money. <laughs> the and, funniest part is that they're claiming that the the whole angle for this is because they're claiming that Amazon is contributing to homelessness. Absolutely, they are. Uh, that's, look at that's uh, some brilliant what, logic. What, they come in the town. They build these huge buildings. They, they feed the they, homeless bananas. They hire thousands of people to work there. How would they not be contributing to the homeless population? There's no possible way that this isn't all Amazon's fault. And I've never seen a problem that the government <laughs> didn't want to solve. Yeah, they want to solve this problem. As Nate mentioned, there's cities like Nashville that are giving out office furniture money, so you know they could move. <laughs> to Nashville, they could move anywhere else. And that's actually what I would love to see. In this video, you've got to go out and watch this video. I don't know where it's at. Maybe Nate can point you in the right direction. It was on Vox or Vice. I think it was on v Vice. Vice, Vice yeah. News. Okay. It, it It's so funny because the woman, the lady who's I don't know if she's a lady. This is, you know, gender. <sighs> it could be a lady. She no, it's gotta be whatever. Holy no, Seattle. She might Hang identify on. as something else. I know. That's that's I gotta I gotta be careful here because I don't want to overstep anything. <laughs> She I, she looks like what could possibly be a lady, but she identifies as a duck. But yeah, we yes. have no idea. I'm just I'm saying lady because that's in my mind. This is pure that's speculation. I, yeah, I'm yeah. speculating. That's what so, I perceive. Perception is reality. This lady comes out and says, "Well, Jeff Bezos." I'm paraphrasing. Jeff Bezos, you know, is worth a hundred billion dollars, and all he does is like to send rockets into space and and. I like rockets and stuff. You know, science is, is good, <laughs> but, you know, there's just a lot better things we can do with that $100 billion at Jeff Bezos' house, and, and we should take it. I'm really glad that she was able to work so hard that she could eventually one day come up with an idea for what other productive people could do with their money. Maybe we could That's let really the good. guy that made the $100 billion continue to use the $100 billion. Yeah. He's probably doing something a little bit right. Don't we all benefit from Amazon? I mean, when you guys go to buy something, how many times have you ever said, 
you've ever been somewhere and said, they probably get that on Amazon. I bet you get that cheaper on Amazon. That happens every single time you go to buy anything. You no, consider I'm, pr- Prime I'm the guy has no, no, no. changed my life. Yeah. I'm the guy. I'm the guy that walks around and's like, "Yeah, I'd rather pay more money. Let's go to the store." Yeah, it's better for everyone yeah. that they pay more money, right? I, I'm interested to see with Nate's libertarian dream here. We're cueing the the flutes and harps. Up oh again. my god! The day that Jeff Bezos announces that I'm, Amazon's leaving I'm Seattle. I'm interested to see when he just finally has to go. This. This doesn't make business sense. He he's super progressive. Okay, he can have his thoughts, but I'm I'm interested to see when all of a sudden he just goes enough is enough. I can't make money here, and he just goes to one of the, the states that doesn't tax him as much. Yeah, just go to come to Tennessee, Jeff. Jeff, I know we'll, you're we'll listening. Set you up come right on. next to HCA. But this whole story and the previous story and the, this this brings I don't know kind of all together these these things that I think are kind of bothering all of us and that. It seems today that the only thing that everyone can come together and agree on is that corporations are bad. And taking other people's money. Yeah. They can all agree on that. I guess. Yeah. The only thing that Republicans, Democrats, and Libertarians can all get on a post together about and be happy about is talking bad about a big business. That's it. That's the only thing they can all get on and do. And yeah, and this is spreading around too. I mentioned to you earlier that you know, now Cupertino in California, which is basically Apple's home base. That's all Cupertino is known for. There's nothing to Cupertino. It's Apple. They're now mulling a head tax too for big business. Big business aka yeah. <clears throat> Apple. But can I go? Can I just go full Stapleton on you guys for a minute? Do you guys mind if I do that? It depends on if you talk about Monsanto. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the Monsanto episode. thing that he com- got insanely, completely wrong. If you guys listen to Jason Stapleton's Monsanto episode, get about thirty seconds into it and then turn it off and listen to something else because he was go back completely and listen to our last wrong. ten episodes. Um, I I, lo- I love that show, obviously, but I. All I'm saying is, there's something that's been bothering me lately, and I think in our in our country, in our society, a lot of people like to point out greed all the time. And we talk about greed, and we like to look at people who we think have too much, or who have achieved too much, in my mind. That's all I think about. They've achieved way too much, and we don't like it. But what I think is a bigger problem is another one of the deadly sins, which is envy. And I think that's actually the worst part of our society now, which is the word envy. And that means instead of greed, where you're, you're, you get upset with people who are greedy because they've achieved too much, or these people who are working towards too much, more than they need, you decide that you want to be envious towards those people. And the reason that I think that that's an issue is that having envy and feeling envious ends up stopping you from working towards achieving this is not things. a productive emotion no at all it's a completely non-productive emotion and what everyone needs is to keep working because guys I don't know if you've noticed this but I've noticed life is hard it's really hard and every single time that you think that you've figured it out or you that you've finally made it or that you've done something that's great and you're going to achieve something you get a big old dose of life 
And everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's constant. Someone steals all your stuff. Man, you know? I, I know that that feels like. Absolutely. John it, it knows that. A, I know that. It could be a tweet. It could be. Maybe I'm trading and I think I finally figured this out. And this morning, I spent four hours on a trade that ended up going against me. And what I find out every single day is that life is hard. Life sucks and then you die. That's a statement that people say for a reason. But the problem that I see is that people, instead of figuring out how they can get themselves out of life being hard, how they can make it better, how they can find a way to dig themselves out of a hole, is they've decided to just go towards the envy side of the emotion. They've decided that everyone's boogeyman, everyone's, what, what should we be angry about? Whose fault is this? It's not my fault. I'm not making bad decisions. I, I, there's no way that I'm a product of my own decisions. This is someone else's fault right now. It has to be. It can't be my fault. I'm getting screwed. Who am I getting screwed by? Someone who is actually successful. That's who I'm getting screwed by. And that's called envy. And we have to find a way to get away from this envious attitude that everyone has and get towards a more productive and more positive attitude of instead of looking at Jeff Bezos and saying, oh, he's got $100 billion, I'm upset with him. And instead of thinking that, look at Jeff Bezos and say, man, how the heck do I get to that? So maybe someday? we go from envy to admiration and Absolutely. inspiration. Yeah. Just thinking. And, and the thing about Jeff Bezos, I mean, this guy in 15 years went from literally nothing to the richest man on earth in 15 years. This guy didn't come from wealth. This isn't like the rich kids that just keep inheriting and the rich people are always going to put poor people down. This guy literally came from nothing. Amazon lost money for the majority of its business life still. And now it is the most success, successful, and Jeff Bezos is the richest man on earth in a very, very short period of time. That's what can happen. Now, I will say, in large part in life, you know, you may not be able to control everything that happens to you. But you could get what, robbed. <laughs> but to what Nate is saying, you can control how you respond, right? You can look and say, well, you know, my dad left me, or I got robbed all the time, or nobody supported me. You can look and say all those things, or you can choose to respond in another way and be like, no matter what, I'm going to win. I'm going to find a way to win. I'm going to find a way to get out of that. And that's in large part what big freedom and big liberty means. Yeah, we want all you guys to win. Every Everybody should be a winner, not participation trophies. You got to work for it. If one of you guys out there that's listening wins someday and becomes a billionaire, we're not going to look at you and say, man... I hate you. This is all your fault. But you we are going to say we want money. you on Patreon. Yes, we would like you to go to our Patreon site, please. <laughs> We're kidding. For sure. We take a small donation. Not a big deal. Or maybe they can buy in for an ownership of the company. That's right. I don't know. 20, uh, you know, Charlie takes 20% from what I hear. We'll do, so We'll do a personal podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think Man, that's probably a wrap pretty, for the day. That's got to be all of it for today. Guys, uh, I know Charlie mentioned it earlier, but trolling with Nate, get on Twitter and search 
at Big Freedom Show and get on there. If you have something that you think or feel or want to argue about, I will completely destroy it within two seconds. So there is no way <laughs> wow. that you shouldn't get on there. No, I'm kidding with you. But well, get on there. if he's able to respond. Yeah, I'm busy. I got busy. <laughs> I got stuff going on. But uh, no, that was a joke. But you should go onto our Twitter page and watch me troll all of these people who post such stupid things all of the time. If, if but, you if you like us, go to Patreon. You know we've got a yeah. page there. If you want to come help support the show, we'd appreciate that. But most importantly, just share the show with some of your friends. Tell them about what we're doing. We're super appreciative. Our of first that. goal with Patreon is to get enough money um, every month to pay our uh, the GoDaddy fees, which I think is well, six ninety nine. Hold on. So the, wait, we have different goals. My first goal is for it to pay for the whiskey of the week. <laughs> That's a lofty goal, right there. Let me yeah. tell you what. <laughs> hey, we got a couple right. troopers out there. We love you. Look, I'm not sure it was maybe Michelangelo or somebody who said that it's it's not that our goals are too high and we don't reach them. It's that our goals are too low and we do. Or that our legs are too short. <laughs> Gosh, <laughs> guys, it's all the time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for being a part of what we're doing here at the Big Freedom Show. Tune in next week for some more liberty. Guys, thanks so much. Take care.